Only one. I'm gonna. What is your safe word? <laughs> oh shit. Ha ha. Wait, well, that's actually, I guess, a pretty. Is that safe a good word. safe word? Oh roll, shit. Roll the opening. <laughs> Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word, the sex education podcast where daddy never has a safe word ready, even when he's the one badgering me at the beginning of an episode. I, w- I was not badgering. Yeah, mm, Why did you think I was mm, badgering? Mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. No. Today, daddy, what are we doing? Um, we are having some guests on our program today. Oh. Yeah. Even in this COVID world, we are capable of having guests. And today we are having the Shameless Sex Podcast on. Mm, April and Amy. Yes. For those who don't know, April and Amy are wonderful sex educators that have been on the podcasting platforms for, I think, upwards of three plus years now. Longer than us. Way longer. Not that it's about <laughs> length. you know. They have degrees, too. I feel a little <laughs> well, intimidated okay, but, here. Don't, don't give away too much oh, of the okay. podcast yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Um, but we are back. We are back from our hiatus of taking a break. Um, I think this is episode two of season two i know wow we're, we're wow. like s- almost syndicated at this point no wow do we get syndicated no <laughs> is that a thing um for sex education podcasts i don't think so Probably but okay. if we were who would you be the ross the the phoebe the chandler what who would you be in this syndication are you talking about friends? Yes, that's a friends reference. Jesus, <laughs> do you not? Do you, what, what, do you, you got the reference? Well, who would you be? Oh, on the cast of Friends. Yeah, uh, I've never thought about that. Who would I be? Would you be the smelly cat? I'd probably be Joey. Smelly cat. I'd be Joey. Smelly How are you cat. doing? How oh. you doing? Yeah, you are kind of a Joey. <laughs> I like I, to eat. Oh. It makes sense. <laughs> yes, I like to eat. Uh huh. What else? Rarely get your jokes. Oh yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a little slow. So yeah. Oh, are Enjoy. you gonna get your own spinoff? Like Joey? Anyway, we're getting way off tangent. Actually, topic here. is it better spinoff was episodes? Did you ever see episodes? No, I didn't. And we're getting way off topic. Anyway, we always get off. Topic. Uh, today we're having some guests on the podcast, but before we get to that, um, do you got any tea? Do you got any bones to pick? I mean, I. Oh, welcome to the post COVID and uh, how do I want to? I need to. I can do tea if you want. You have to play the opening. Um, I, I was gonna. Do you have you have tea for? Well, I have tea for the next episode. So, let me just ask you. But before we get into our guests today, uh, Daddy, I think everyone's favorite segment is coming up. So, I don't know. So, what do you use in the shower to scrub with soap? Do you use a washcloth? Um, sometimes I use the like the loofah sponges. Why a loofah sponge? Yeah. Okay, so I have always used uh, that, and I don't know what they're called. They look like a hair scrunchie. They're the, the they're kind of plasticky yeah. like things. Okay. Uh huh. So uh, they're always good at first, but within three months. They start to untangle 
and there's no way to so this you know i had i had i had one of those um at the last house that i lived in and literally owned it for over a year and a half and it never came apart i think this is a personal issue no it always it because it's tied together it's it's scrunched uh together uh with this tiny little Mm. ropey thing yes which which and, sounds and so like you broke right if away. You try, no, no, no. I had it for three uh, months. Yes, so, yes. And then I was washing today and it started like unraveling all over like an octopus. And I'm like, so you try to shove it back in the little rope hole, but it, it doesn't. Don't talk about my rope hole that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're you're pushing this this. Nobody knows thing. what you mean. Come on. No. No, it's it's those little washcloth scrunchies. And so I'm I'm wondering, is this like a plan on their part to make you buy more? I mean, does it just have like a shelf life of three months? Would you yeah. rather it be a metal band that you could scratch yourself with or No, I but mean, it sounds like you have a real problem and I a question for you, follow up. Uh, um when you're in the shower, are you a lather daddy? I like to lather up with the scrunchie. Why? Instead of a leather daddy? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> why do I even take your question seriously? Uh, I don't know. I mean, seriously, why? Next question. Yes. Oh, was that the end? Yeah. Oh, the is end. your tea gone? That's it. Thank That's the tea God. I had. I hate when my scrunchie comes apart. And and also, what are they called? It's Oh, oh my God. Okay. It's like, it's, it's not a loofah. It's not a washcloth. You know what I'm talking about? It's in my shower. It's hanging there. Great. So today we have Amy and April from Shameless Sex Podcast. I'm going to ask them. I bet you will. Um, And they are, uh, so short bio real quick. Amy is a sex and relationship coach, certified sex educator. Ooh, I can't wait to find out more about that. Yeah. As well as co-owner of a mother-daughter-owned online pleasure boutique called Pure Pleasure Shop. As, And then April uh, is the VP of Hot Octopus. Oh, I like that name. Uh, emphasis on puss. An innovative pleasure product company and was voted Woman of the Year in the adult industry. Wow. Wow. Together, Amy and April combined forces to create the Shameless Sex Podcast, inspiring radical self-love, sexual empowerment, and shame-free intimacy. I like the name Shameless Sex. Shameless Sex is unabashed real talk about sexuality with a playful twist. Uh, you can find them on shamelesssex.com, but... Why not just listen in to them as we bring them onto the show? Are you ready, Daddy? I'm ready. Bring them on. And welcome to the show, April and Amy. How are you guys tonight? Lovely. Wonderful. You guys, you guys look Ooh. lovely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Do you like my puppy? <gasps> this is my puppy. Bio dogs. Oh, you have bark, a puppy. Bark, 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 bark. Oh, I love that he's attacking the microphone. Yeah, that sounds about right. He wants to take center stage. All it's all about legend. All the time. Oh, all the time. I miss having yeah. a dog, especially in this current world that we're in. Yeah. Okay, I'll get but... you a puppy. I'll get you a puppy, puppy. Finally, Daddy, finally. Thank you. So um, tonight we have some lovely guests, as we've already kind of talked about. But before we get into the real conversation of tonight, which is sexy social distancing, um, I would love if you guys kind of gave us some just background on who you are, how you started sex educating and your own podcast. Sure. So uh, let's see. 
well, we're we at 35 and 37 now. You're 37, right? Jen? That's years old. Yeah, it's years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was 18, I went to school for psychology and human sexuality and thought I wanted to become a sex therapist. Well, I turned out to be a sex coach. I went to school in San Francisco and I decided I'd open a sex shop with my mom in Santa Cruz called Pure Pleasure. And April and I worked at a restaurant together at the time. And I was like, you should work in my sex shop. And she's like, what you say? You're like, me? I don't even own no, a vibrator. No, I thought she was full of shit. I loved, <laughs> like, I loved no her. No one thinks you're going to do but it. But I was like, really? You're opening a sex shop? I was like, of course I'll, I'll work there. Uh, and I don't even own a vibrator. So here's and, a vibrator. Yeah. And give her a vibrator. Do your homework. You're hired. You're the manager. And uh, she worked there for a while. We, My mom and I owned the retail store for 12 years. We actually just sold the brick and mortar store last October, I think goodness uh so we don't have that overhead but we have online purepleasureshop.com still uh, but anyhow i continued on with my education uh, april and i stayed bffs and she continued on um, for me i continued on to become a sex and relationship coach i'm a sex educator and teach workshops i went into this field because i had so many questions like i don't understand this stuff i don't understand my body i i am good i'm skilled at speaking openly about sex because i don't have a lot of shame about it but i just didn't understand it so it was very interesting and exciting for me and that's why i continued down this path and the podcast was something and i'll let april share more about her journey as well uh, the podcast was something that we both we always talk we're, we're convinced that we shared past lives together we're like warrior princesses and past Aww. lives and and so we we've talked about there's something there in our union that we decided we at some point in our lives we would do a passion project together and the podcast just happened we went on the sex with emily podcast i did a sex and relationship training with emily april's known her for years from the sex toy industry and uh, that was the no, what the number one downloaded episode that month. It was called no, the, oh, wow. year. Oh, the, the year of the year of the year of the year of twenty seven. What was it called again? It was called orgasm squirting in the year of anal licking. Yeah, I, I mean that, that's, that's not search engine optimized. <laughs> I don't know what is. Yeah, that is so the was, title. Yeah. So you literally great, yeah, got your feet title. wet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 People are like, uh, why? You want to know well, why? Amy it's the year was of anal going licking. on her show, and then she asked me to go with her on the show, and I was like, why? And I was newly single, and Amy was newly single. And she's like, it's just gonna be good. You're gonna be you're gonna be great I was like fine I'll go and I had so much fun and then we talked about just sexcapades because I've been traveling all over the world like fucking different dudes and having lots of fun and from like Chile to Brazil to Germany to Thailand to wherever I went and anyway, a number of them offered to was, lick her ass yeah, most by of them the way did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> offering it just happened and I was like is that a thing no, it's not a problem but I, no I loved it I didn't know it was a thing I had never had the ass of a licking before so we started the podcast from that it was it was a we love our dynamic there we we, we were just it's time to do a passion project and so we started shameless sex uh it was for fun and then it blew up and it's we're going in three years yeah oh no years. we just passed our three-year anniversary yeah, we totally May. missed End it actually Oops. yeah so, been a party. happy three years you guys have such a good di dynamic do anyone ever confuse you as a couple Yes. Or sisters. Okay, I was going to say, or sisters. She's painfully straight. She calls herself painfully straight. She's Sucks. very heterosexual. I am 
pansexual and just into energy and love all the things. Mm-hmm. Got so, nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. She would never hook up with me and I wouldn't want to destroy our dynamic. By, there was that one time that I made out with you or tried to kiss you, yeah. but I wasn't coherent for that. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can honestly say that I've had friends like that as well. So I, I totally understand. Stuff um, happens when there's consumables. <laughs> so when we started the podcast, I was, ju- I was in the sex toy industry since 2008 with Amy and working at uh, the shop was really this complete, I, I don't know, I, reversal for me of anything that I'd ever learned. I'm from Wisconsin, conservative family. No one talked about sex. It was just like missionary and don't, don't you know, it was very- uh-huh. Wait till you're married. Yeah, it was, it was uh, very just unspoken and it was very taboo to talk about sex at all. And I'm an open, person and I'm very accepting and and loving and so when uh, I worked in the sex shop I really found myself loving talking to people about orgasms and sex and I'd have to watch Amy had all of this educational background I was going to be a lawyer I have a bachelor's of science in environmental law and I was studying to take my LSATs to uh, make sure I could pass the bar and do all of this stuff and so I was studying and wanted to change the world from all the environmental bullshit and then I worked yeah in the sex shop and realized this is so incredible and learning and teaching and being with humans in their pleasure is something that is it's life-changing because pleasure is everything right Yeah. yeah and and so I just uh fell in love and Amy gave me my first vibrator when I was 23 and I had some incredible orgasms and was like, why didn't I have this experience before? I only use my hands. I'm so primitive. (laughs) And so it really did change my life. And then I started working with a sex toy company that was 20 years old from Germany called Fun Factory. And I was uh, doing a lot of uh, toy development sales. And now I work with Hot Octopus. And then Amy and I just both have been on this mission to uh, not even in change people's lives because that that is part of it that we received this beautiful testimonials and information that we are doing that that wasn't our intention it was just to kind of be as open as we can as the humans that we are in our authenticity and our real experiences and taking our expertise and giving people all of the tools that are out there to help them improve their their sexual lives and their and their well-being yeah no, I, I, I see a lot of that in, in what in like an overlap in what we do as well. So I totally get that. Um, I'm curious though, what was your and I'm I'm I already know a bit of it seeing that you've been from like Wisconsin, but like what was your sex education growing up like? Uh it was nothing. It nothing. was a yeah. video okay. of some woman having a baby in anatomy class and it was abstinence and mm. a banana with a condom and abstinence is the way. But if you have to, here's this banana and here is this condom <laughs> and no one ever actually got to to touch the banana or the condom. It was just watching this probably maybe 75 year old woman putting the banana on the condom and it was awkward and totally uncomfortable. And it was like, abstinence is the key. It was like, I was part of dare. I would graduate in the year 2000 to keep kids off drugs. And I was like, drugs sound so cool when they were going through all their demos. Yeah. I saw your shirt. I thought of that. Uh, Daddy, I was seeing their BDSM shirt. I was like, that reminds me of the dare. And that was the thing. It was, it was like, why don't you show people more of the stuff that's out there and available because they'll, and, and how to do it with pleasure and with also with safety but but 
do it in a way that isn't so abstinence like really mm-hmm, right. with sexual oh they're creatures. gonna do, they're gonna do it they're going yeah. to do it yeah. so yeah, yeah the, the banana and the condom we just did an episode on uh the training videos on sex educations and we have one we'll, sh- we'll send to you that's really cool. oh i'd love to <laughs> oh, i would it, love oh. to see it well, she used and- a chicken and a cucumber, a cucumber. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and a uh, cucumber. It was in <laughs> Dutch, like a rubber uh, chicken. No, no, like a real a, chicken, a live chicken, a, a chicken no, before no, it was cooked. A, no, not a live oh, chicken. Oh. <laughs> a rotisserie like chicken before a it dead got chicken cooked. Chicken oh, okay. before pre-cooked and oh. a cucumber. Oh, oh. that'll make you not want to like have sex. That's like salmonella's. <laughs> yeah. wor- that's salmonella's dream right there. Though, it was isn't not. It was not literally foul. Yeah. Wow. You literally. So, Amy, you said you were certified. What did you have to do to become certified as a sex therapist? So, the certification comes through SFISI, which is San Francisco Sex Information.org. They started as a switchboard in the 80s, and then they, which they still have, I believe. I think you can call in and email your anonymous sex questions. And then they started doing a sex educator training that is a 60 hour training for a couple, they do over a couple months. And um, and there really isn't like some official board, but they are certifying folks. They take like 25 folks uh, every semester, I believe. So um, twice a year, twice a year. Oh. And when I went to San Francisco State, I minored in human sexuality. So human, so San Francisco State gave me more of like the variations of sex, whether there was like evolutionary theory or um, all kinds of concepts around ev- about variations of sex. Whereas the certified sex educator training gave me the ability to really speak to people with uh, non-judgmental communication and yeah. um, and taught me a lot more about variations as well. Um, and then I just, I've continued on with a lot of little trainings. I did Barbara Corrales' Urban Tantra and uh, Somatica Sex and Relationship Coaching. So Hakomi, wow. which is not about sex at all. It's a holistic psychotherapy thing. But I'm all about taking little trainings that really pertain to how I want to work with people. Gotcha. Wow. She's got a PhD in fellatio. Got a PhD. Okay. <laughs> a PhD oh, in diaca. Okay. Diaca. Let's just get real. <laughs> and that is no fallacy. No. 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 That's what that's my the top thing that I say to people before I explain anything about myself. Yeah. I have a PhD in diaca. <laughs> and what do what what is usually their reaction to that? Um, excited. Depends who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. Depends on the demographics. Teach me like, more oh! or let, let, can, yeah. can you show me? <laughs> Hands-on <laughs> demonstrations. That's not normal. Yeah. That's yeah. something. Then you get a banana and a condom, right? Oh, yes. no. No, a cucumber, don't, no chicken. No, no, no. No chickens. <laughs> yeah. like, the only well, cock is... Yeah. No. That's fascinating. <laughs> I've always considered going into that field, but I also walked out of college the first time without any sort of debt, and I don't want to go back. What'd yeah. you study? Um, I got a BFA in video game art and design. Um, Ooh, so not cool. sex related whatsoever, but definitely production related. And that's how I know how to do sound and editing and the photoshops and all the creative stuff that kind of makes YouTube stuff more possible. You know, when you, when so you're you pr- pretty produce. and smart. Amp. Oh, <laughs> I, I will take yes. the smart compliment. Yes, Thank you. You're pretty too. Oh, thank you. You guys are also gorgeous, <laughs> which if patrons are watching right now, you guys are lucky because we have two lovely sex educators on. If you're not subscribed to our Patreon, why, why aren't you? You're missing out on some quality content and actual dogs this week. <laughs> we got puppies. Real puppies. Real puppies. They're in it for the puppies. Uh, uh, me too. Um, well, not to shift gears away from your lovely backgrounds, but 
let's continue to talk about you guys. I'm curious because our show is very kink positive, very sex positive, obviously, but very kink centric. Would you guys consider yourself kinky in any way? Mm. I would. I uh, so I when I was ten. I discovered I had rape fantasies. Mm-hmm. I watched, my sister was watching, she's 16 years older than me. She was watching Melrose Place and there was a rape scene. And I, I was watching too and she's like, ah, you know, oh my God, my sister's here. And I was so <laughs> turned on. And then I continued to have these uh, rape fantasies um, that really just stimulated my 10 year old and up brain. Mm. And it's, as I've gotten older and learned more about what I'm into, I'm into dominance and submission, me being more obviously the submissive one. If I, and and the, I've never done rape role play. It's actually something I haven't really been interested in playing out, but the dominance and submission, I like to be the bad, naughty little girl. I'm not into like the familial thing, like you're my brother or my dad, mm-hmm. but more like you are my strong, I mean, I definitely do some daddy play, daddy little girl play. Uh, and there's something about that just, really fulfills me and yes i have daddy issues i know we're going to talk about that at some point but yes i do we call that a daddy subscription not a daddy issue (laughs) oh awesome i have a daddy subscription thanks dad thanks dad oh and we understand that great fantasies can trigger some things for people and that is not any amy's not coming from a a place and we always say like consensual consensual sex no matter what it is consenting sexual acts between two people are uh two plus yeah two, two plus, plus. Yeah. Yeah. Two or more. it's not just limited However, yeah 35 people <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. not talking about yeah yes that yes any yeah. any amount is good sex and yes. so yes that has been that's come up before people get triggered by by opening that up and i just mm. want to lay that out there for me about kinky uh, if i if i had to say if i was a kinky human if i would say no, but at the same time, I love getting tied up. I told you both when when you were on our show mm-hmm. that I have an under the bed restraint system mm-hmm. where uh, I can have my my uh, both my wrists and my ankles restrained, and I also have like this hog tie restraint system that I've had through multiple partnerships that has been really epic for me to have. And uh, and do I consider that to be kinky? No, and I also would love to be called kinky. Uh, I also love being spanked and blindfolded and not gag necessarily because I, I need some freedom to speak and, and have that. And you life. don't think this is kinky? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, I love to be I, spanked. I like to be yeah. blindfolded, maybe tied down, down, but I'm not yeah. that kinky. I just, no. <laughs> I love to be dominated too. And, and domination, also, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a uh, the surrendering aspect because I'm such a control freak is what I love the most and mm. I've learned feels good to in my go. my mid to late 30s yeah that I'm like the surrender is so powerful and it's it, it is something that I haven't even scratched the surface of quite yet it's slowly evolving and I'm with a partner now that really is helping me sort of uh find more of that uh that submission and it's been really hot and a lot of great sex has come out of it and when i was single i was the one more dominating but i was also hooking up with probably puppies right they're like (laughs) babies and i was like oh hey i hooked up with a 19 year old in chile and then after we hooked up i was like 
are you sure you're 19? Like, if you're like 17 or something, I'm fucked. Like, really, <laughs> show me your ID. And I was like, I should have done that before. Yeah. So you always start with that. <laughs> yes. He had a mustache. Okay. So he looked. Um... Cool. My nephew's 14 and has a mustache. <laughs> I know, but I didn't realize that. Um, I was like, wait. Mustache how old rides are you? do not do not mean anything no, ability no. to it's I know. not like a it's not like a, a height sort of thing on a roller coaster <laughs> I didn't unfortunately realize that. i didn't know she's learning yeah so, no, but, planes, you know they can drink at like 13 or something so he was at the club so mm-hmm. as you explore this more and more with the person the dom submission thing do you find a factor of trust levels building as you do that Yes, very much so. And also I feel that it's scary sometimes because I am, again, coming back to my control factor, it's hard for me to let go. And I sometimes run through the anxious scenarios of what could happen since I am completely surrendering to the situation and that can freak me out. But then I just come back to my space of, okay, I've been with this person. This isn't a random human, right? And I haven't paid for this service, so I know that that uh, because I feel like if you're paying for that kind of service, it's more safe as well because you're working with a professional. If it was just like a random person, I don't think I would ever go into that direction. Sure. And since I've known my partner for a while, I, I do feel this this safety, and there's always still the the this this the fear in me that what if like it goes too hard or he he chokes me out and i don't wake up you know there's those things uh-huh. that's dark but it's that's true. why you have a safe word mm-hmm. yes this is true <laughs> this is true do you guys have safe words is, is a good question that we always ask actually i've i've actually in in the all the folks that i've played with never exercised a safe word um i so I've like I in the last, the summer I had a play partner I came out of a five and a half year relationship and um, had no sex drive this thing was turned off I was like not connected to my body it was actually related to some hurt and trauma in the relationship and I met a man that was twenty years older than me and oh he was dirty and ah. and uh, he introduced me to a lot of um, a lot of amazing things you know like those moments where like what is in my ass right now? Is that like, it's what it, and then you see, you're like, damn, I, <laughs> that, that, I'm so proud of myself. Um, and, and it just, I, for the, whatever, regardless of whatever was going on, I've never had conversations around feeling like I needed a safe word. It always just felt like all I needed to do was say stop or, which I have no problem saying. And that, that would, that would happen then. And there wasn't anything that we were doing. Like I was never gagged and not able to speak or so. Um, and I've never been really big into like choking or things that haven't allowed me to advocate for myself in that way. Um, so yeah, I, my answer is I've never really had one. It's just more like feeling safe to be able to like stop or just right, oh, sure. oh, cut, yeah. cut, you know, yeah. it's, it's time to press pause. And know? I think that shows a level of not only communication, but understanding and trust that, that not everybody has going into a relationship, but you build on that and, that is its own safe word in a way. Yeah, truthfully, I've n- really never used one before. I, I mean, I've, I've given them uh, to somebody who's playing with me for the first time so they feel safe, uh, but from body language and you and you just, it, it, if you're in tuned with who you're playing with, you should mm-hmm. be able to tell when it's too far and yeah. uh, they should be able to let you know yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. just in their own way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's always good to have that as a good backup. 
Mm-hmm. But also, when you have a show called "What's the Safe Word," you you have to have a safe word because every that's episode. the first thing every people episode. ask is "What's your <laughs> safe word?" And and ours what's is Godzilla. Godzilla. What is it? Godzilla. Godzilla. Yes, yeah. Godzilla. Oh. Godzilla. Mine is lawsuit. Lawsuit. Oh shit! <laughs> it stops that it every stop. time. <laughs> <laughs> lawsuit. Oh fuck! All right. <laughs> I had a safe word. So I was married to actually an Israeli man uh, for seven years. uh, And our safe word wasn't necessarily for uh, our sexual experiences because it wasn't as kinky per se as what I'm experiencing now. It was for I traveled so much for work that uh, I said, if anything ever shit goes goes down, if I either text this word to you or I call you and say it, you know that some shit is going down. And uh, my dog is squeaking a toy right now. That's not the safe word. Uh, so, and and probably most people won't even know what this is, but the word is boekas. I love is, boekas. Yeah, they're Turkish little pastries stuffed full of yummy food. Oh. And they are probably so fattening, but they're so, so tasty. Ooh. And boekas was our, because why do you just say boekas on a call? You don't. So he knew that shit was going to only use it once when I got I got uh, in a situation with an Uber driver who was doing some weird shit. Oh, ooh, uh. and, yeah. and for those listening, like that is just known as like a safety, like having someone that you're like a totally normal thing for people to do. I used to do it when I was just getting started in the King community. I had a friend. I, you know, texted or called them the, the night before or the night of being like, hey, I'm going to play here if i don't text you back in the morning there's a problem or if i don't text you back by like midnight like setting those parameters totally fine totally fair and totally safe so that's a good idea right absolutely i I see you trying to take the dog toy away from the dog so this totally scratching at my my seat right now making me crazy this reminds me when my last scene at mal actually the opposite of a safe word. I was tied up and gagged, and the dom gave me a squeaky toy in my hand and told me to squeak it to continue. So it's the opposite. I Is this like the same that. dom? So don't take the squeaky away from the dog. Is this the same dom that <laughs> no. tied you up and then put your camera? next to like a bunch of nuts and then asked oh, you if you were oh. allergic to nuts so or no. something? Okay, so I was in the middle of a flogging scene and I had asked him to tape it with a GoPro and he was, uh, I was blindfolded so I couldn't see what the hell was going on. He put it somewhere in the room, I don't know, but in the middle of flogging, he stopped and he's like, oh, are you allergic to nuts? I'm like, um, no. <laughs> but... <laughs> Which out of context, it's definitely (laughs) a little odd. And then he continued flogging me. And I was like, huh, (laughs) that's weird. So at the end, I asked him, and he's like, oh, I accidentally put your GoPro on top of a peanut butter canister, and I wanted to make sure that you wouldn't go into anaphylactic shock or something when you got it back. And I'm like, Did you tell him that peanuts are legumes? I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I've never in the middle of any scene ever had anyone ask me if I was allergic to nuts. So. Oh, but you should have been like, well, you know, uh, peanut actually is a legume, so <laughs> let's get real. Okay. I think you would have hit me harder. The, yeah, the gag that. probably stopped that. Maybe that would be a good thing. It's not yeah. the time to be a smartass. <laughs> and right. yet. Yeah. Well, so we are all, I mean, we're obviously not in the same room as each other. Uh, you are the first guest that we haven't had in the room with us while we're talking. So I appreciate that. Um, but also... The reason for that, obviously, is the world is currently going through a pandemic, which 
No. Yeah, which is a little crazy. I'm curious, has that affected your guys's sexual activities or fun or just being able to enjoy yourselves? Ha- has it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not well. So we, so we were, we were, but we both were, are partnered, um, and and so uh, we have one person we play with we at this point are uh, monogamous monogamish i'm speaking for both of us um and um so it hasn't really affected a lot in our world or at least i'll speak for myself in my world um i guess what did change a little bit is my partner has kids and um, now that the kids are at home he's now and he's he's a, a criminal defense attorney he's also not going in the courthouse he's working from home they're home more so there used to be days where he could, like come over to my house in the middle of the day from the courtroom in his hot suit and like fuck me and now he can't really do no, that, that those days because so that's was, diminished your sex life a little bit it's that changed a little bit time, yeah. yeah now it's that those days when he would just be at the courthouse and could stop by for an hour that's not really happening so on those days it's uh th- that is affecting me in, in that case and and I'm still just it's I'm still super grateful to have a wonderful a newer partner that I can connect with during these times. I know I know we hear from folks all the time, whether they're single or partnered and they've been with a partner for like 20 years. And one thing I heard that was really interesting was folks saying um, it's like I, I, I need I'm craving alone time. Yeah, I never have alone time. And they have their partner there and all the kids are there and they just feel like there's this desire to be alone, but it's not available. Or I also feel like I'm also so alone and I don't have alone time with my partners always here and the kids are here. So uh, I get that it's a mixed bag. I've been only lightly affected. What about you? Mm, I've been fairly affected. I think in my sex life, it's interesting because I was such an avid business traveler and traveler. I mean, it's been years of an inconsistent home stay, right? I'm either in my suitcase or out of my suitcase. And and my partner and I, I, I think, cherished our time together and the physical time together way more than when I've been home now since like March 14th or something. And so initially it was really great because we were having, we've always had a really strong sexual uh, chemistry and connection and a lot of sex, probably more so than a lot of long-term partnerships. And yet it was not happening because I think I was baking more and we were both eating more. And it was like, like no one can, like, I, I don't know. I just want to pass it out after watching. Like we watched all of Netflix. And so it was, that was a change. And then also his daughter who's 15, he has three daughters. Uh, but two of them are in their 20s, so they don't live at home. But his 15-year-old daughter, who was in high school, a sophomore, was in our space uh, seven days on, seven days off. And then it slowly slips, like switched to like 12 days on with us and then le- because she loves living in our space. And so that was an adjustment because our, our connect activity time and like the time where we could really drop in with each other was was limited because we also both of us love and want to honor her and her and hang out with her and stuff and then also uh she was in my space for recording my podcast which so is she hearing stuff that you're talking about yeah and she's 15 and Uh. she's also curious but i was like oh god i'm talking about deep anal fisting about with my partner and and i'm like well her partner is my I mean, her is her dad. My right? partner, yeah. her so it was like this very. So then I would just tell her, like, "Hey, I'm recording. I don't know. Maybe you want to go to the beach or what on a bike ride or something, mm-hmm. because unless you want to hear what's going on, and so that that has also shifted 
And now, well, I don't know how many days we've even been in right. this shelter in place like situation. Three months. Uh, it feels, it feels like. like a fucking eternity. Pardon my French. Uh, but now it's it's definitely difficult with my uh, my partnership because we've been together so much. It's like there's like some residual energy of like we need to like maybe just do something on our own. So yeah. that's actually a different perspective than I'm I'm used to because we don't talk about kids a lot. No, uh, in a fi- family dynamic, uh, mainly because we're both gay and most of our circle is gay. So rarely do they have you don't want to have gay bees no there there are those out there but um we we tend to be isolated in these single gay homes and jump around a lot so our our quarantine has been just with each other without being able to play with others um because we we live in the same city we live very close to each other but we do have our own spaces so we film and edit or and make things in my place um but sometimes we also go to his place we are in an lta which is living together apart Mm. is this this type of relationship that not a lot of people really recognize as as a thing because living together say it again living together but you live apart we have our own so it's a relationship together but oh, you live okay. separate from each other, and that's something that's we do by would choice. Really like right now. Brilliant! It, it's, it's really fantastic. Trust me. <laughs> well, because because you have those moments where you're like, "I love you so much, get out of my face, <laughs> get out of my space." Where am I supposed to go? Yeah, and so we, totally. we both have our own spaces that work as yeah. studios, and we're able to work, but also then we can still have time and do things together so what do you set up like a date night like today i'm going to daddy's room and we're gonna Sometimes. do daddy stuff and then you're like tonight i'm going to amp's room and we're gonna do amp stuff yeah <laughs> is that what happens well, it's usually like podcast or filming youtube or filming only fan whatever stuff but yeah we we, we set dates i mean that's yeah. i think that that helps any relationship regardless of a quarantine but i think that the, the quarantine and the social distancing has affected our community a lot more yeah especially uh because uh gay men are so used to having sex with multiple play partners and then that that has been uh put to a full stop right now yeah so i'm curious as how we're going to come out of this before the vaccine Um, how people are going to be able to play with others, how they're going to be able to explore. If you are unfortunate enough to be single and trapped during this time, how do you find new people? Um, and then the people that have people, are they getting on each other's nerves being under the same roof all the time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, cause nobody has personal space. So it's going to, uh, be different for every relationship out there, but. Well, and and even for the people that aren't in relationships, it's different as well. And like we were saying earlier, you know, sex toy companies, because we all work in some sort of sex toy company and field, are doing very well because more people are buying sex toys Mm -hmm. and more people are sheltered at home and they need a way to, to get off. And so beyond logging on to get off, they stay at home and play so what what sex toys are you seeing jump off the shelves now Ooh, give us some recommendations yeah. Yeah. i i i with my company we special hot octopus uh it's we specialize in penis toys for penis owners that is what we know and have created and have a pretty big name for and our product that is always doing well but we've seen a massive uh 
skyrocketing sales uh, push through this last three months is the Pulse because it's like this automatic masturbator that uses oscillating technology. So oscillation, if you don't know, now you'll know, it has uh, about nine years of medical research because it, it basically gives penis owners involuntary ejaculation. So Ooh. even if you have erectile issues, you can put this thing on your cock. It stimulates the frenulum. So there's 4,000 nerve endings, as penis owners might know, on just the head of the penis. And that frenulum is, I like to compare it to the clitoris because I'm a clitoris owner, is that very <laughs> sensitive area. So we, uh, and because it doesn't require stroking, you can use it completely static. So you don't have to stroke. You can, if you want to, uh, you can place that on your cock. It can help you actually have either an orgasm or an erection, and then you can go and fuck whatever you are into essentially. And, uh, that has been massively. So I'm, uh, I'm very intrigued. Is it, is it a cylinder? Is it the penis no, it goes in it? Like, or... a, do you, like, it looks like, you know, the movie predator. Yes. Go Remember on. the alien and Predator? It looks like Predator's helmet, but tipped over. So it has these oh, like flexible. I have one show. that I could show um, because we are. Oh, you have to uh, show me now. Yeah, <laughs> it's over there. I'll go get it. So it just—it looks discreet. Looks almost like a. Uh, yes, I'll show you. So and I could show all all of the people that are are watching this video. But it's a, a wildly pleasurable sex toy and penis owners are very used to i think the same type of and i don't want to speak for all of, of the penis owners out there but the same type of the the stroke that they've done since maybe yeah. they were starting to masturbate like the fast and hard i can and confirm as a penis owner <laughs> absolutely yeah, right so this gives you the ability to just focus where most of that that the bread and butter is. does it require lube do you have to put lube in it if you want a stroke we do require uh we do uh well we recommend, recommend. you don't no no requirements that you uh put some lube because otherwise it's silicone so that can get a little it, uh, it can uh, not be as okay. soft and well, you'll, you'll have to show me this because I'm fascinated but you can yeah. use this so if folks that have mobility issues or erectile issues which erectile issues isn't always dysfunction right we it's stuff that can happen from maybe you drink too much whiskey you're on SSRIs antidepressants uh, maybe you had a stressful day and your brain is like I'm so turned on and then your cock is like I can't understand I don't know what's happening. So that will help either help you have an orgasm or it will help you, uh, this puppy's man right here, <laughs> or it will help you uh, get into the space of being able to have an erection so you can play. So it's it's really oh. amazing. And so that that is what I can share as something that we've seen a massive uh, acceptance and increase uh, with our dogs are going crazy right now they're making they're so crazy. excited they, they, <laughs> they, they, they're like yes that toy that they're i just chewed up yeah. <laughs> i love that i mean we've been seeing a lot of upsells of like the bluetooth vibration toys mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh yeah and those are very popular not only for like cam models who like give out their code so people can control it you know from a distance um but partners that are you know social distancing ethically to even people that are in the same household, but just in different rooms and want to be able to play with each other. Um, mm -hmm. But I've also been getting really into uh, hypnotism recently, like erotic oh. hypnotism.
Dude, no. I was he was but my dog was scratching me like scratch, scratch, scratch. Oh, so I kept being like, stop it, stop it. And then when I when I like try to like bat him, he just thinks like I'm playing. playing. So he's like biting me. I was like, oh my god, this is embarrassing. I thought it was the yeah, yeah, my my puppy does the same thing. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> me, 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 me. Mine has claws. Like, 